Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Josh All alone with you again today. Going through the PFF stats from that awesome win over the 49ers on Sunday. Just still cannot come down off of that high. I know we talked a lot about it the other night on the live episode. If you joined us for that, we really appreciate everybody tuning in. If you haven't seen it yet, go catch it. It's on uh, it's on the YouTube channel. If you want to download it, the audio version, it's everywhere you can get podcasts. There's no reason not to just engulf yourself in that victory because, man, as a Browns fan, those kinds of victories don't come around all that often. And let's hope that this is the first of many to come because this this team right now, the way it's built with the defense specifically – Man, it, it, we can go places. We can absolutely go places. We need the offense to start clicking a little better. I mean, above all else, we need our quarterback back. We, we've got to get Deshaun Watson healthy. He's got to be able to throw the ball down the field. Once we get him back and we're rolling again, I think, I, I mean, the the we talked about it on the show. The stretch of games coming up is, it's juicy. Um, there's a lot of wins to be had. We need to stack them. We need to go out and secure each victory and continue to build our record so that way at the end of the season we're not doing the hokey pokey, you know, looking at the stars astrology, hey, let's line up, you know, this moon with that ring and blah, blah, blah. No, let's just take care of business right now and get this done early ahead of time and get ready for the playoffs. So let's dive into some of the stats here. I just wanted to kick things off. This isn't going to be a super long episode, I don't think, because Honestly, we're just going to go over a lot of the defensive stuff. We'll look at the offensive line a little bit. Um, but other than that, I want to focus on team stats first. And the Cleveland Browns defense, still number one in the league. This has been a recurring theme. And you know now we're five games into this season, and the defense is still number one after weeks one and two. We were saying, you know, is this sustainable? You know, is this historic pace something that we can maintain? So far, so good. So the Cleveland Browns are the number one defense in the NFL, giving up just 200.4 yards a game. So we are just at 200. A whole yard fewer, and we'd, be, we'd still be under 200 yards a game, which is awesome. Number two in the league, of course, is the Ravens, but they're at 260.8. They're 60 yards a game worse than the Browns, and that puts them at number two in the league. That's how good the Browns defense is that they are 60 game or 60 yards a game better than the second best team. If we look at passing yards per game, the Browns giving up just 121 yards passing per game in the modern NFL, the Cleveland Browns. This is unreal. This is absolutely unreal. Again, the Ravens are number two at 163. So we're 40 yards better than the next best team rushing 
We have fallen down to fourth in the league at just still just 79 yards rushing a game. You think about a year ago, um, teams were getting 79 yards rushing on the Browns in the first half, sometimes in the first quarter. So to be holding teams to 79 yards rushing per game, that's pretty good. And we faced some pretty good running backs. Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Lamar Jackson counts as rushing yards. I mean... The Browns are doing some good work. The Browns are doing some good work. Uh, the leader is the Detroit Lions at 64.7, so about 15 yards better per game than the Browns. And then overall points per game, the Browns have fallen down to fifth overall at 15.4, but the leader is the 49ers at 14.5. So we're less than a point uh, away from the number one spot in points per game given up. So the Browns' defense overall, like I said, Number one in the NFL. That's just very, very exciting. And we're we talked about it on the live show. Usually it's the offensive, you know, side of the ball that we're always excited to watch in football games. Man, this Cleveland Browns defense, I'm so excited when the other team has the ball. Because I want to see what our defense is going to do, how we're going to stop them, what kind of pressure we're going to bring. Can we generate a turnover? Like it's good stuff. It is good. Stuff. I don't want to heart too much here on the offense because um, we're not all that great. 320 yards per game puts us about, what is this? They don't have numbers on the list here. So about a l- little less than half of the way in the league. So we're still in middle of the pack. Yards per game. Let's see. We are third from the bottom. So that would put us at what? 30th in the league. At just 172.8, that's pretty rough. We're sitting down there with the Jets and Giants, the New York teams, the Titans. I mean, the Bengals are fifth from the bottom. The Steelers are sixth from the bottom. And just a couple spots above them are the Ravens. So the AFC North is not putting up a whole lot of passing yards per game right now. Uh, Let's see, rushing yards per game. The Browns are still near the top. We are fourth in the NFL, 147. That's good. The only teams ahead of us, the Dolphins, Eagles, 49ers. So that's pretty good to see that we are still managing to rack up the rushing yards at a, at a good clip, considering we don't have Nick Chubb. And we talked about that too, and why Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt are such a significant drop-off from the things that Nick Chubb is able to provide. And then points per game on the offensive side of the ball, we are... Again, middle of the pack. What are we at here? 19, averaging 19 yards a game. So not great. Not great in the NFL nowadays when, you know, you you really got to put up points to be some of these really good offenses. So our defense can hold teams to 15 points a game. That's great. We're only scoring 19, so that's making things a little bit too close for comfort. Be nice to get up into that 23, 24 point per game range. And, uh, you know, hopefully once we get our quarterback – we, we can get back up there because things have not been good on offense with the backup situation. So let's just look at the turnover differentials. Oh, man, the 49ers are right there, and they are still leading the league at plus eight. Good for them, even after uh, we uh, forced Brock Purdy into an interception on Sunday. I don't even want to click this button because they're the Cleveland Browns dead freaking last in the league, minus eight in turnover differential. We have 12 total giveaways on offense. That is the second worst in the entire league. Only the Minnesota Vikings have more giveaways. 
So this is a this is something that I've talked about every single week doing the stat shows. This team has got to stop giving the ball away. Got to stop, got to stop. Cannot be throwing interceptions. Cannot be fumbling the ball. This is getting out of hand. It's getting ridiculous, and it's going to cost us games. It damn near cost us the 49ers game with P.J. Walker throwing a stupid pass into double, maybe even triple coverage there in the end zone at the end of the game. Like, I, I don't know what Kevin's got to do to get this offense, to, to, to get the mental mistakes out, but the penalties are killing us. The giveaways are killing us. Our defense is too damn good for our offense to be giving the ball to the opposing team and putting our elite defense in bad short field situations. It's just, it's, it's a recipe for disaster and if we're going to lose games that we shouldn't lose down this stretch, it's going to be because of giveaways. It will not be because another team comes in and beats our defense. I, I believe that that will not happen. It's going to be like what we saw with the Steelers, a team that we should easily beat. They have no business being on the field with us whatsoever right now, not with that defense of ours. And yet our offense just says, hey, here's the ball, 10 yards out from the end zone. See if you can score. I mean, come on, guys. Stop giving the ball away. All right, before I jump into the other stats here, I just want to remind you guys, in Ohio, DraftKings is running a new promotion. You don't want to miss. New users can place a $5 first bet, instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. You will also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. All you have to do is sign up with our code, the dogs, all one word. Using our code, the dogs get you these great bonuses, and it helps support our podcast. So if you have been considering signing up for DraftKings, and I highly encourage you to do so. Make sure you use the code THEDOGS or scan the QR code on the screen to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. So like I said, I'll keep some of this a little bit more brief today. Um, The... I wanted to just do a quick look at some of the next-gen stats. This stuff is is pretty cool. So uh, I mentioned this on the show the other night. The uh, P.J. Walker 26-yard completion to Amari Cooper in the third quarter, the one where Amari went up and high-pointed the ball and came down somehow with both feet and bounds. It was an insane catch. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I guarantee you, you can find the clip real quickly on Twitter or YouTube. That pass had just a 9% probability of being completed. It was the lowest probability pass that was completed across the entire league on, on in week six. So that that's pretty cool. Amari Cooper is an absolute stud. He does not get the uh, recognition that, honestly, he deserves. And then Amari Cooper's 58-yard reception in the second quarter was the sixth highest incredible yak yards after completion of the week. 21-yard catch with 37 yards after the catch. His expected yak was just 16, so the yak above expected was 21. Like I said, that was the what sixth highest on the week across the league. Marquise Goodwin had the ninth most remarkable rush in week six. His end around was expected to go for just two yards and ended up going for 20, giving him 18 yards over expected. Brock Purdy, I like this one a lot, defense, had the lowest completion percentage in the entire league in week six, just 44.4% and the third lowest passing yards in the league. And it probably would have been the lowest if guys like Russell Wilson hadn't just sat there at 95 yards for the week. Jerome Ford's rush yards over expected was negative 10, which was not good. This is something we've been talking about. Jerome Ford just, 
does not seem to have the vision necessary to hit the holes the way he needs to. And this stat, these kinds of stats show this. So his rush yards over expected per attempt was negative 0.57. Those were both with the worst, sorry, those were both among the worst in the league in week six. And Elijah Moore talked about this, actually had the highest average separation this week at 5.4 yards. Amari Cooper's uh, average separation is middle of the pack in the league this week at 2.6. But on the season, Elijah Moore, and I was wrong the other night, he's not leading the league at average separation at 4.4. Rondale Moore is leading the league at 4.5. So Elijah Moore, essentially, number one, number two, however you want to look at it, in the league at average separation. So the dude's getting open. Why we cannot figure out how to utilize this guy probably has a lot to do with we lost Nick Chubb, we lost Deshaun Watson. That sucks. I think once we get Deshaun Watson back, we're going to start to see the report because we saw it in the Titans game. Yeah, Elijah Moore did not have big yards, but he had nine targets and caught all nine of them. So it's a growing report. It's a growing chemistry that we've seen now starting to develop more and more with Deshaun Watson. Once he gets back, I, I expect that to pick up pretty much right where it left off. Okay, so let's just go back to some more defensive stats real quick. And I love that our defense is so good because it makes it really easy to go through this stuff. There's not a lot to talk about except for the goodies of this. So now Martin Emerson Jr. against the, well, they only faced Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, gave up two receptions on six targets but for 58 yards. And remember, he had the, uh, Brandon Ayuk had the 42, what was it, 42-yard reception on him. So, you know, Martin Emerson uh, had the big pick in the game. I think he had, did he have a penalty? I think he had a penalty or something and and gave up a, a big play. But overall, Martin Emerson is still playing at an outstanding level. And, you know, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are no slouch receivers. So kudos to him just in his second year. And I think he's still doing well. Other than Martin Emerson giving up that big play to Ayuk, You've got Denzel Ward, five targets allowed, just one reception for eight yards. Greg Newsom, four targets allowed, just one reception for nine yards. So your other two cornerbacks gave up two receptions the entire game. That's awesome. That is freaking awesome. JOK, three targets, gave up three receptions for just nine yards. Juan Thornhill was only targeted once. He allowed one reception for 10 yards. And then we've got linebackers and stuff in here, which I don't really care. They're not not too worried about their coverage stuff. Rodney McLeod was targeted once, gave up a catch for 17 yards to Jawan Jennings, and Grant Delpit gave up just one catch for one yard to George Kittle. So these guys, these guys are playing out of their minds right now. It's so much fun to watch. Pass rush. We talked about this a little bit on the show the other night. If it feels like the Browns are generating a massive amount of pressure on the quarterback and then the offensive backfield, that's because they are. The uh, Browns' pass rush win rate. Well, first of all, I'll do exactly what I did on the show the other night. If you didn't watch it, I'll just run through this real quick. For the 49ers, the best on their... Let's just go defensive line. The best uh, pass rush win rate they had was Cleveland Farrell had 18.8%. Nick Bosa was at 8.8%. And they had like Javon Hargrave was at 12.5. Eric Armstead was at 13.8. So just keep those numbers in mind. 
Uh, Randy Gregory, he's a linebacker, whatever, he's at 10%. So 10, 12, 13, their best was 18. Nick Bosa was at 8. Cleveland Browns, Dalvin Tomlinson, 21. Miles Garrett, 20. Zadarius Smith, 22. Shelby Harris, 16. Oboe Kwonkwo, 14. Maurice Hurst, 16. We were generating pressure at a high rate with everybody. With all of our defensive linemen were wreaking havoc in the backfield. And it felt like that. It seemed like it. And these numbers show that they were just bringing it. They brought how many pressures here? So 20 total pressures in the game. We only got one sack, but we hit Brock uh, Purdy four times and we heard him 15. That's that's awesome. Because if you look at them, well, they brought, it looks like they had 20 total pressures as well. But we were bringing our our pressure at a higher rate. And it was just every play, every play, every play. And you're seeing this every week. You saw it with Joe Burrow. Got to snap and pass, snap and pass, get the ball out quick. Tannehill, snap and pass. You know, um, um, Pickett was the same way. I mean, these guys, they don't have time with the ball before they're, they're getting pressure in their face. And Brock Purdy was no different. Run defense grades, Oboe was number one on the team with 76.9. Miles Garrett was at 74. JOK at 70.8, Dalvin Tomlinson at 70.3, Maurice Hurst at 68, Alex Wright, who I, li- I really like what I'm seeing from Alex Wright so far this year. Um, 66.1, Grant Telp at 66, Denzel Ward, Jordan Elliott, Martin Emerson, these guys all in the mid-60s. We, we're doing very, very good against... You guys see that fly right there? Freaking thing. Okay, we're doing really, really good against the run. And I, I mean, I, if it wasn't for that first drive... Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers running backs had nothing on the day. They had absolutely nothing. So this episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, fall is in the air, and that means we're looking forward to more of these crisp mornings, falling leaves, and sweater weather. But more importantly, it's the perfect time for fall grilling, tailgating, and cozy comfort food. And let's go back to that tailgating. Did you guys tailgate before that awesome victory over the 49ers that's right this Browns defense is awesome and there's no better way no better food to celebrate with at your tailgates and fall cookouts than Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has all your fall cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during their semi-annual sale that's 50% off all of your favorite tender juicy extra aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignons go to omahasteaks.com Right now, use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get an extra $30 off your order. With Omaha Steaks, these possibilities are endless. You get endless flavor, endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and so much more. All of them, 50% off during the semi-annual sale, and every bite is backed by Omaha Steaks' 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Shop all of your delicious favorites for half the price. Don't forget to enter that promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out and get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry up. This sale is only for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. (laughs) 
So moving over to the offensive side of the ball, mentioned Jerome Ford earlier. You know, he ended up with a, a decent stat line, 17 carries, 84 yards, 4.9 yards a carry. That's cool, right? You're like, oh, hey, almost five yards a carry. That sounds pretty good. But if you take out his, what do you have, a long here of 22? You take that out, he's down to uh, 42 yards on 16 carries not very good if it, it, it breaks it down here by direction that he ran so to the left side uh he was averaging six yards a carry to the left end but to the tackle just one yard per carry middle left four yards a carry middle right seven yards a carry right tackle 1.5 you kind of see this with jerome ford you take out like i said okay so middle right seven yards a carry five carries for 35 yards but he had a long of 22 you take that out it's what Four carries for 13 yards, not good. So, the I, obviously in the NFL, I mean, chunk plays are great. You love when guys can break off big runs. But I would much rather see consistency to support those big runs because whenever you're chipping off, you know, it's, the thing with Ford that, that's getting real frustrating is, you know, first and 10, we run the ball we're almost guaranteed to be second and eight right away. At, if we're lucky, sometimes we're going to be second and 12 because he can't get anywhere to go or he's just not finding the run lane, which it's frustrating. Um, I think that we're seeing how much Nick Chubb was able to generate on his own, how much he was able to make up yards out of nothing where Jerome Ford just, you know, he's, he's not Nick Chubb. Nobody's Nick Chubb. So we're going to have to find better ways to get him get him moving in space our offensive line you know let's look at the run block grades here so jed wills this this blake talked about this the other night about how it felt like jed wills was playing a little more with a little more effort in this game so jed wills actually led the offensive line in run blocking with a 78.1 grade that's not like jed wills so I don't know. I don't know if we're seeing a turning point here. If he's kind of finally realized that, hey, I suck. I'm the weak link on this offensive line. And I mean, we've said it a million times. All he's got to do is give some effort. He's got all the talent. He's got, he's got what it takes to be a very good offensive lineman in this league. He just isn't putting in the effort to do so. But against the 49ers, we saw an improvement there. DeWan Jones, who has been knocked for his uh, run blocking to start this season, was the second highest graded lineman for the Browns at 74.1. Wyatt Teller came in at 71.4. Ethan Posick, 67.2. Michael Dunn, who we did not mention Michael Dunn the other night, and I want to shout him out and say, you did a very nice job filling in for Joel Batonio, probably a future Hall of Fame left guard, in a game against the best team in the NFL right now? Good for you, man. Very sorry to hear that he went on IR. So that is going to be something to monitor as this week goes on. Um, He had a 62.5 run blocking grade. Sorry, I just had to look it up real quick. Michael Dunn, a calf injury. Apparently he injured it during the game. And uh, Kevin Stefanski said he was unbelievable. The way he fought through his injury, he wouldn't come out of the game. You could see on tape that he was fighting and just in the run game and in the pass game. He's a guy we trust so much. Blah, 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 blah. Coach speak, but I agree with it. 
Michael Dunn did a great job. I did not realize during the game that he was playing through an injury, filling in for Joel Batonio. So now he goes to IR. He'll miss at least the next four weeks. So if we don't get Joel Batonio back for the game Sunday against the Colts, I'm not really sure what we're going to be doing. It's probably going to be some Nick Harris or Luke Whipler in their left guard. And finally, with the offensive line, let's just run through these pass blocking grades real quick. Ethan Postick, super high pass blocking grade this week, 84.2. Good for you, buddy. Um, Wyatt Teller was at 72.3. It looks like, yeah, we talked about that the other night. They said on the broadcast that Wyatt Teller was responsible for the sack. However, Dewan Jones is the one who got credited with that sack. He had a 67.4 grade. And then Jed Jed Rick Wills had a 58.3 pass blocking grade. Michael Dunn, who I just propped up, just a 38.6 pass blocking grade in this one, though. He he gave up three pressures, a sack, a hit, a hurry. So, you know, it's it's not like he gave up seven pressures in the game or anything like that. He was just the worst offensive lineman in, in terms of how many pressures he gave up in this one. But three isn't bad. We'll take it. The way we came out of that thing with a win, filling in for Joel Batonio, playing through an injury, I'm not going to harp too much on Michael Dunn for that one. All right, so like I said, I'm not going to dive too much more into the stats this week. We saw the game. It's been so much fun this week, just enjoying, relishing in that victory. Want to kind of look briefly ahead to this Sunday for the Colts game. We will be doing a preview show later this week, but I wanted to talk about this is Wednesday, a Wednesday recording of this show. Want to talk about the most recent updates. Deshaun Watson did not practice today. Wednesday, uh, Harrison Bryant missed with a hip. Kareem Hunt missed with a thigh. Greg Newsom missed with a hamstring. Anthony Walker missed with a concussion. That's not good. That means we might not have him. Usually with the new uh, NFL concussion protocols, if you're, if you're rolled with a concussion, you're, you're missing at least a week. Um, so those guys are all missing practice. This week, man, I did not realize Anthony Walker had a concussion. That one sucks because we are probably not going to have him. Um, I'm trying to see here. There was Deshaun Watson actually talked to the media today, which is a big deal because he hasn't been talking to the media ever since he suffered this injury. There's been all the speculation, yada, yada, yada. Um, He says, I think so. Just depends on the process of the medical staff and the treatment rehab that we're doing day to day. So it's up in the air for sure. So that's kind of what he was talking about in terms of playing on Sunday. He said, uh, this is my first time dealing with a rotator cuff. So I'm just trying to get as comfortable as I possibly can to go out there and perform at the level I know I can. If I can't, then we've just got to continue to take it day by day. I'm not going to put the team in jeopardy if I can't do certain things that are going to allow us to be handicapped in certain situations. So that's the reason why I haven't been able to step on the field. And that's pretty much what we've been saying. You know, the whole medically cleared thing, I think that got blown up a little bit too much. And by that, I mean a whole freaking lot more than it needed to be. The guy's hurt. If he cannot drive the ball down the field, you can't play quarterback. You you see what happened um, a couple weeks ago. Derek Carr for the Saints had a shoulder injury. And, I mean, the, the passing output for the team was horrendous. I don't think he threw anything past the line of scrimmage more than like three or four yards. There was nothing downfield to go. And I'm pretty sure they lost that game. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, as much as we need Deshaun Watson on the field... We do not need an injured quarterback out there who's unable to make throws. P.J. Walker may not have it upstairs and not have the full you know, athletic profile and quarterbacking ability that Deshaun Watson has, but if he's fully healthy, 
he's a better bet to have out there than Deshaun Watson if he cannot throw the ball down the field. So there's that. Just wanted to kind of do some updates. Uh, says Joel Batonio did put in a limited practice today, so that's good to see he was on the field. We just talked about Michael Dunn and what the Browns might have to do if you know if Joel has to miss another game. So hopefully we get Joel back. Hopefully we get Deshaun back. But if not, looks like it's PJ round two. Should be a little easier this week, but that doesn't mean anything in the NFL. Nothing is given, and um, you know I could dive into some of the stats on PJ Walker, but I just don't want to. If you watch the game, it was ugly. You know, he did what he needed to do to help the Browns. I'm not going to say to help the Browns win. I'm going to say to help the Browns not lose um, because he did try to lose the game at one point. And I don't know. I just, I was not overly impressed with him. He was a lot better than DTR, but I think that speaks more to just how god-awful DTR was than anything about, you know, P.J. Walker. But, you know, he he filled in well. He, he did what a backup quarterback needed to do. One out, you know, Played good ball with the team. We got a good team win. Let's just ride this into Sunday. Let's get another one. Like Blake said, let's stack these things together. Let's start building up that win-loss record on the win side and have a lot more fun this season than we were those first couple weeks. So with all of that being said, any stats I missed, anything that I didn't throw in here that you guys want to talk about, drop it in the comments. Head over to Twitter. Let us know. We love talking to all you guys. You guys are what makes this show possible. You make it worth doing, and we do it for you. So let me know what you guys think. Again, I am Josh all alone with you today, and until we come to you guys with the Indianapolis Colts preview, let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.